We're glad we're in person. We're glad you guys are in person. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I've been trying to think and sum up how I feel right now. I really, I've been trying to think what in the world, what, what could really uh, help you understand what I'm feeling. And the only thing I could come up with was, uh, uh, how many of y'all have seen Forrest Gump? <laughs> Do y'all remember when Forrest Gump was on the shrimp boat coming in and he saw Lieutenant Dan on the, on the... That's what I feel. That's what I feel. Man, it's so good to see everybody. I am tickled to death that you are here today. And, and, and there's, nobody, there's nobody in the building that's happier to see y'all than Brother Mike. <clears throat> because he says, you've been preaching at me every week, and I'm the only one, you know. So, so we'll try to ease off on him and get on y'all. Amen? Are you glad to be here? Amen. Amen. Hey, come on, give him praise. Yes. All right. Now, do this with me. Turn in your Bible to John chapter number 15. Just remain standing for just a minute. We'll read one verse, one verse, and then we'll let you sit down. Uh, it's going to seem like we're getting off of subject of our forgiveness, but we're not. We're going to go in more depth, all right? Uh, so so, so we, we're, I'll explain in just a minute. While you're turning, let me give you a little update on our Project America. How many of y'all remember Project America? With planting DMD churches, uh, 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 starting these centers all around the, the nation. Uh, you guys gave the largest offering this year of any missions project we ever did. And I want you to know and keep you updated on where that's going and what that money's doing. Uh, to, right after the church today, right after the second service today, uh, uh, we're going to be flying out to Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. This week, we're going to be speaking in five different churches, uh, multiple churches involved in each one of them, teaching them what we're doing right here. Preacher, what are you doing? It's a movement. It's a movement. Listen, that's about as far north as you can get before we get into Canada. Are y'all with me? Now, if we can get them to do their job up there and start this away and us work that away, we'll meet in Kentucky somewhere. Somebody say amen. Listen, watch this. Uh, uh, over 33 churches will be represented at these meetings. All churches are coming to these meetings because uh, they want to know how to start, begin, and do what we're doing down here. Uh, now, now, keep this in mind. Say, why is this such a big deal? Since December, since December, you remember, we've been, we've been shut down, right? The, the church hasn't been operating, right? Since December, through DMD, through DMD, and in and, and our microchurches, we've had 10 people saved, four people baptized when we're supposed to be shut down. Can we give God praise and glory? Now, this is a big deal. And it's going to get bigger as the days get closer because uh, God may be giving us a preview of what's to come. And we better figure out what we're going to do because we may not be able to have the large assembly. We may be in basement somewhere hiding from the government. So, so this is a big, big deal. And I want to thank God uh, for all that you gave to make this possible. And not only that, I'm begging for your prayers. I'm begging for your prayers because I'm going to be speaking almost every single day, uh, trying to share the vision and the passion. And, and that's not hard for me. I, I'm, I'm a visionary and I'm very passionate about it. So that's not a big deal. I need you to pray for strength and, and help me give clarity, give clarity so they can understand what I'm saying. I'm a southern redneck, and I'm going to be talking to Yankees. 
and we may need a translator. Say amen. But I do. I want to I be clear because, guys, to me, this is my heart right now. This is a big, big, big deal. So will y'all be praying for us this week? Amen. 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 And by the way, next week we'll be in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's, don't, let's get back to the word. Amen. John 15. John 15 and verse number 7. John 15 and verse number 7. If you're there, say amen. amen. Let's all read it together. It's just one verse. Let's read. If ye abide in me and my, my what? Say it again. My words abide in you. Now watch what he says will happen. Now what color is y'all's writing? Now out of Fairview, what color is your writing? Everybody say it again. Red. Red. So what does that mean? Jesus is talking. So Jesus is telling you this. This is a promise coming from the Lord. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. Let's read it. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. That's almost like a blank check. Are y'all willing, with me? Now, I, anyway, let's go, let's go. I'm so jacked up. This is great. Amen. All right, all right. Let's pray, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you once again for letting us be here today. Lord, use your word to encourage us, help us, edify us, Lord. Uh, we've got some brokenness. We've got some bitterness. We've got some pain. We've got some hurt that's going on. And God, we need to be able to fix it. We need to be able to heal it. We need to be able to forgive and let go. But Lord, sometimes that's very, very difficult. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to accomplish that through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated there in Fairview. Uh, Listen up. Here's where I want to go with this. Here's where I want to go with this. Just a small, small review, okay? Just a small, small review. Uh, last week, how many of y'all know, y'all been keeping up with us? I hope you have. I hope you have. I hope you've been watching each week. We've been dealing with the subject of forgiveness, right? Forgiving and being forgiven, being able to offer forgiveness, uh, this is really, really, really important. You'll never heal from your wound. You'll never heal from your pain. You'll never heal from that thing that that person did to you till you learn to forgive them because that's the only way healing comes. If you refuse to forgive, it gets, it festers. And it gets worse. It creates bitterness. Bitterness creates anger. Anger, hate. All, all these things go along with this, and, and I'm not going to rehash everything. If you, have, if you haven't been keeping along, please go back to that. And let me say this while I'm at it. I'm just going to run a rabbit right here, okay? I'm very worried about some of you guys. I'm very worried about some of you guys. Uh, and this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Uh, coming here, coming here, how many of y'all have ever seen a, a, a mama bird coming back to the nest with a bunch of babies? How many of y'all seen that? Y'all seen like a, a, a mother eagle or a mother sparrow or whatever come back to the nest? And, and, and what are them babies doing? They all got their head up and their mouth open like, feed me, feed me, right? Can they feed themselves? Do they have any, any whatsoever? She has to do everything, right? Now, does she do that forever? No. She expects them to grow and learn to Come on, everybody, you're getting quiet on me. Feed themselves. Now, some of you guys, when we had to go online, you watched it a little bit, and then you just completely shut down. Well, I have to do this. I'm just not going to do nothing. Well, that's not real bright. 
Matter of fact, that's pretty ignorant. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just being straight with you guys. I love you guys. Y'all have never known me to beat around the bush, have you? I'm talking to you straight. What are you going to do when the government shuts us down? Oh, that'll never happen. Really? There's a lot of things that's happened this last year I said would never happen. Now, this is a serious issue. If you guys stay like that bird in the nest and you don't learn to feed yourself. Now, even with online, we're still, but what if we didn't even have that? What if there was no such thing as the internet? There was no such thing to get the video to you guys and we still had to do that? You'd have been six weeks with nothing if that's all you do. I don't want to be the mother that feeds a bunch of babies that stay babies their whole life. I'm not here doing this to baby you. I want to teach you how to feed yourself in case something happens to me. So, so I want you to use this as a wake up call. I know, I know watching online was difficult. I I know it is. I mean, I know there's all kind of other distractions and all that. But guess what? Guess what? You have to take responsibility for your own spiritual condition. God's not going to, when you get up to heaven, God's not going to say, well, I know you had to be online. The only one responsible for your spiritual condition and shape is the one you're looking in the mirror. And I'm just telling you this because I care about you and I love you and, and you can't blame nobody else and you don't need to depend. You need to be able to feed yourself. If this is the way it was supposed to be, you should have got back here and say, preacher, let me tell you what I found. Hello. Well, I'm just going to wait till church starts back up. That's probably why the devil's kicked you in the teeth for four weeks. Amen. Now that I've got the pastor and out of the way, let's get to the message. This is critical. We have been talking about Stephen. Stephen was probably the greatest example of human forgiveness in the word of God. Would y'all agree with that? I mean, the man is being stoned, rocks throwing at him. He's getting jaws broken, bones breaking and bleeding everywhere. And yet he says, Lord, forgive them. He responds in love. He responds in, in just like Jesus did. And we're thinking, how in the world did he do that? And I know you think, well, that's, that's about, we have a problem forgiving our spouse for spilling the chili. Come on. Man, this is the first day back. Come on, give us a break, Lord. We need an easy one. Amen. How in the world was he able to forgive something of such great magnitude? Well, we, we studied it last week. We found out that he utilized the scripture. Say that with me. He, he in chapter number six, in chapter number six, before this happened, he quoted verse after verse after verse after verse after verse after verse. What do you know? He knew the word. And having the word in him, having, would, can we agree? Can we agree according to the verse we just read? Can we agree this, that he had the word abiding in him? He was able to use it. I don't think he said, hold up, I got to look up something. No, he's quoting them. Boom, 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 boom. What did Jesus do in the wilderness when, Jesus, when the devil came to tempt him? He said, it is written, written right? He used the word. So he utilized the scriptures. Then secondly, he utilized the Holy Spirit. The Bible said he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was controlled, empowered by the Holy Ghost. How many of y'all know when you're saved, you got the Holy Ghost in you? Amen. 
and he'll help you. Not only that, but he looked up and seen Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. There was, he got help from the Scriptures, he got help from the Spirit, and he got help from the Savior. Say amen. Now, y'all know I'm practical. I'm practical. I don't want to over-spiritualize anything, and I don't want to just assume that you know what it means to uh, utilize the Scriptures. I'm, gonna, I'm preaching today like you don't even know that, so I'm going to teach you how to do that, okay? How do I use the Scriptures in my fight, in my struggle? Today, we're going to learn how to utilize the Scriptures. Now, the word utilize, the word utilize means to, uh, I, I wrote it down, hang on a minute, let me, let me get to it. I want to say it just like it was said in the dictionary, okay? Make practical and effective use of. Say that with me. Make. Say it again. Now, if we're utilizing the scriptures, we are what? Making practical use of it, right? And effective use of it. And some of us don't get that. We don't understand that it can be practiced. We can put it to use. We can utilize it in our pain. We can utilize it in our struggle. We can utilize it in our difficulty. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, I want to do just a little five-second skit real quick to kind of illustrate this. Because some of y'all, until you see it, you don't get it, okay? So I want want you to, uh, Brother Andrew, you come up up with your weapon. Come on. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I don't have all, all day. Come on. He wants to be concerned now. This is my enemy. This is my enemy. He wants to destroy me. Okay? He has something to harm me, correct? This could be, this could be your bitterness. This could be the wound. Listen, this could be... The, 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 the adversary, the devil, who's as a roaring lion, roams about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy you. Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to have thee that he may sift you as wheat. Right? Yeah. How many of y'all agree we got an enemy? Hey, this could be, this could be finances. This could be uh, sexual temptation. This could be whatever your issue is, just think about Andrew. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Now, is everybody with me on here? He represents the struggle. He represents the fight. He represents what's coming against us to destroy us. Now, now, let, let, me, let me make this a little make, make this a little better so you can get where I'm coming from. <clears throat> All right, zoom in. Zoom in. I don't see no zooming. Zoom. There you go. Can everybody see? Everybody with me? Now, now, back up just a little bit. You can zoom out now. Okay? Now that we're both in the circle. Now, uh, is, is this fair? Not really. Not really. I think it's a good deal. Right now, now this is your enemy. This is your struggle. This is your problem. I am you. Now, let me tell you what some of y'all are doing. Oh, my stars. Whatever shall I do? That's you. You're freaking out. You're losing your mind and you think I'm going under. I have an enemy. 
And this is on your hip. This is the word. Y'all with me? This is more powerful than that. Are y'all with me? Now, and and this is what some of y'all, y'all go from, oh, my stars, whatever shall I do? To, I hope somebody will rescue me. You don't need somebody to rescue you. You need to pull the power. Are y'all with me? You, you, need to, you need to channel your inner Clint Eastwood. Do you feel lucky, punk? I love coming to church, don't y'all? Now, now let's be serious for just a second. You have the most powerful weapon that's ever landed on planet Earth. What you have in your hand calls the devil to run. Do you know that Jesus could have flicked him off the planet? He could have had the power to pinch his little head off. But you don't. So he utilized what you would have. You know why? Because he was our example. Are y'all with me? So he didn't use anything that you don't have in front of you. Are y'all with me? Now, let's give the enemy a hand. All right? Let me put my jacket on because I don't want to be on CNN. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, that is a short visual illustration of what I'm seeing in Christians today. They're coming to me, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, losing their mind. I say, have you even opened your Bible? And we don't realize that there is, we got it. And, 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 but I will say this, I will say this. Do you realize this would do me no good if I didn't know how to use it? And I'm afraid some of us, here, here's where we're at. Some of us don't realize the power that's in that book. Secondly, you may, Russell, good to see you. Man, I didn't even see y'all out there. That's, that's my fam right there. I'm sorry. I, now I got to rethink my whole structure. Uh, squirrel. I love you guys. That whole crew. That's my Pete. Amen. That's my Florida Gators people. <clears throat> We're in the minority <clears throat> around here. Amen. All right. Now, now, some of you don't realize the power that's there. Some of you may, but you don't know how to use it. Can we agree on that? Well, you after today, you'll have no more excuses because I'm going to teach you how to use it. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, whatever your problem is, whatever your difficulty is, maybe it's forgiveness, all right? Now, here's the thing we got to do. Here's the thing we got to do. Let's look at the verse. Let's look at the verse. What does he say? If ye abide in me and my, say it with me, and my words abide in you. Now, now let's don't over-spiritualize this. Let's don't over-spiritualize this. The word abide means to stay, to stay, to continue in, to dwell. 
That means you're, it's in you. It's staying there, right? So if my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will. All right, let's, let's put something there. Let's put something there. If ye shall ask what you will, God help me forgive that person that hurt me. Right? So if I'm doing what Jesus said to do, then he will help me forgive that per- Are y'all with me? It's that easy. It's that simple. God will give you the power to do it. God will give you the wisdom to do it. But you got to utilize it. It doesn't do any good to sit in your lap. It doesn't good. Listen, it does not work by osmosis. Just being close to your vicinity. It's not a magic charm. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It cannot make you free unless you know it. And all God's people say it. So the first thing we got to do, first thing, number one, not a long sermon. It's not a long, ser- not a long message. Amen. Sermons, the board of speech, Webster's Dictionary. It's a message. Number one, if we're going to utilize the scriptures, we have to receive the scriptures. Say that. We have to receive the scriptures. And Amy, I didn't mean leave you out. And, and, and I, I, just, I just said, Russell, I'm just thinking about that. I don't want you to feel offended. Amen. Last time I did that and I seen a friend, the wife got mad because did, I didn't call her name. But... Amy, I know you're not like that. You love me too. Amen. All right. Now, say it with me. Number one, we, we must. Come on, everybody. We must. Now, what's beside your notes right there? How do we receive the word? Read and listen. Read and listen. I put both of them together. I put both of them together because some of us are not good readers, right? Right? We have people today. There's some people uh, that, that don't have the ability to read. But thank God you can listen. You can listen. We have great technology today. If you're not a good reader or you can't read at all, guess what? You can listen to it. You can get an app on your phone. You can get CDs. And let me say this. If you are here today and that is the place that you're at in your life and you don't have the ability to have a phone with an app, if you don't have the ability to purchase the CDs, if you will let us know, we will get that for you. This is that, this is that big a deal. This is that important. We will get that for you. But you have to read it and listen to it. Let me show you what the Bible says. Let me show you what the Bible says. Look what it says. Deuteronomy 17. He's speaking to uh, the nation of Israel about the future kings. Watch what he says. He says, and it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests and Levites. Talking about the word, the scriptures. And it shall be with him. Now read it with me. And he shall, he shall, oh, and he shall. Read therein all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. What is he saying? The most important thing a king could do is to learn the word. To read the word, learn the word, apply the word. Now watch. Colossians 3.16. Let the... Come on everybody. Let the... Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. First Timothy 4.13, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to make an effort, guys. If the only time you crack open your Bible is when you come to church and I say, get your Bible and turn to you're going to get your eyes beat out. You're going to live an anemic lifestyle, an anemic Christian wall. You're not going to have the power of God in your life. You're not going to have the favor of God in your life. You've got to make an effort. Amen. Amen. Let's all say it. 
Amen. This is critical. This is critical. I've been, I've been dieting. I've been dieting. It's not fun. Say amen. Been doing, you know, I, I switched from the, the carb thing to now, now I'm counting calories and all that. And, 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 and man, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, it's, it's a beast. It's a beast. It's terrible. Say amen. amen. Uh, uh, it, and, and here's what I want to say. This is, this, imagine, imagine you only eat on Sunday. And you don't eat again until next Sunday. Physically speaking, what are you going to look like? It ain't what we look like now, I'll tell you that. Come on. Skin and bones. Well, give, let me tell you something. If that's all you've been doing in your word, that's exactly what your spiritual man looks like on the inside right now. And you wonder why you don't have strength to fight. You wonder why you're struggling so bad. You're wondering why you can't forgive that person. You're wondering why the devil's tempting you so hard and you keep falling and messing up. You're wondering why you don't have joy. You wonder why you don't have peace. You wonder why you don't have strength. Come on, everybody. It's because your spiritual man is malnourished. Do you know what Job said? He said he esteemed the word more important than his physical food. It's that big a deal. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, we got to receive it. That's the easy point. That's the easy point. It, it, how many of y'all, how many of y'all uh, 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 can read a, 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 a portion of Scripture a little bit? Uh, read or listen to. Read or listen. How many of y'all can do that? Anybody can. Anybody can. I don't care who you are. You can do that. I just told you. Well, I'm not a good reader. I can't read. It doesn't matter. We can, we can fix it where you can get it. We can fix it where you can get it. But you got to do it. I can't come to your house. I can't come to your house and stand at the foot of your bed and say, all right, get your Bible. Turn with me to. We got to take initiative. Say it with me. I will never blame anybody else for my spiritual condition. Anymore. anymore. I, I am, responsible. am responsible. No one else. No one else. I, I am responsible. No one else. Amen. Amen. We receive it. B. Here's a biggie. Here's a biggie. Big, 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 biggie. We retain it. We retain it. Look what it says. Look what it says. <clears throat> It says in Proverbs 4, 4, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart. What's the next three words? Say it again. Keep my commandments and live. Retain my words. The word retain means to hold or to keep in possession, to remember, to remember. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, do I know what you're thinking? Coming from the person who has forgotten his wife's birthday on multiple occasions. And my name. And my children's names. Listen, when you have a whole litter, you're going to call a wrong name every now and then. But the bad part is, is you call all four of them until you get it right. Amen. And I understand that part. But let me give you some encouragement. When it comes to retaining, if you will do your part, he will do his. 
And what I mean by that, what I mean by that, if you will memorize it, if you will meditate on it, if you will do these things, you may not have it right there in the forefront of your brain till you need it. But when you do need it, boom, there it is. The Bible says it is the sword of the spirit. You realize the only offensive weapon you have is the word, but it's not your sword. It's his sword, which means he's the one that's swinging it. So he will come into your brain, into your mind, and at the moment that you need it, at the moment that you are in desperate need of the word, he will bring it back to your memory. And, you, and I'll, man, I'll be preaching something. Y'all see me do this a hundred times. I'll be preaching wide open, going at you, and all of a sudden a verse will come to my head. And I will quote that verse, and you will feel the power on that verse. I didn't, I didn't have that verse written down in my notes. He brought it back. But there was a day... When I had to put it in. I had to load the gun. But he pulled the trigger. Are y'all with me? So how do we load the gun? We meditate. And we memorize. Say it with me. We. And. Say it again. We. And. Watch this. Watch this. Retain. Retain my words. Psalms 119.11. Psalms 119.11. Let's read it together, guys. Thy have I in my heart. Why? Okay, let's go back to our original, our original topic on forgiveness. Is, is unforgiveness a sin? Absolutely. Because it is a direct command from God for us to forgive. And if we don't forgive and we hold a grudge, that's a sin. But the psalmist said, I will hide the word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Are y'all with me? Y'all with me? So I'm going to invest and I'm going to put the word of God. I'm going to put the scriptures in my heart so that I won't sin. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to retain it. Okay. Now watch this. Let's look at the word meditate. Let's look at the word meditate. Meditate means to dwell on anything in Life. If you will meditate on the scriptures, that means abide in the scriptures and the scriptures abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Whatsoever he doeth shall. How elementary. But yet what do we do? A problem comes. Whatever shall we do? And you've got an incredible, powerful source and weapon sitting in your lap. When I had a man standing in front of me with a sword, y'all were nervous till I took my jacket off. And then you started laughing. Because you thought, how silly for a man to bring a knife to a gunfight. How, how, what do I got to say to get it through to you guys? You are carrying a gun to a knife fight. Do you realize the only thing on this planet that defeated Satan that's in your physical presence is his word. 
But you got to receive it. You got to read it. You got to make an effort. You got to start opening your Bible, guys. And you got to retain it. You got to meditate on it. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of med- meditation. You know what that means. It's as a, 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 a the illustration and, and, and the definition is as a cow chews its cud. Right? Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all know what a cow chewing its cud is? Oh, Lord. How many of y'all don't know what it is for a cow to chew its cud? Don't be shy. Well, you either know it or you don't. You didn't raise your hand either time. Well, I'm going to tell you, since you city slickers are in here. A cow has a pouch. And he will chew grass and chew grass and chew grass. And he doesn't swallow it. He stuffs it in that pouch for later meditating. And in a little while, later on, how many of y'all seen that cow standing in the field? He don't put his head on the ground. He's just standing up and he's going. Y'all with me? What he has done is brought that back up. And he's chewing on it and getting all the goody out of it. Y'all with me? Now what it means to meditate is just like that cow. You read it and then later on you chew on it. Do you realize some of the best messages and some of the best truths I've ever received to come and stand on this platform and give to you is something I read on throughout the week and all night on Saturday I was just thinking about it. Just going over it in my mind. Just going over the verse in my mind over and over and over. And man, I would, God would start showing me things. I can't tell you how many times. I don't know if Tammy's in here in the back, but, but, but I, I've had to get her. Hey, give me a pencil and a pen real quick. And she would, she would get up and, and find me and, and, and I'd start writing this because I'm meditating on it and God's showing me things. God is revealing stuff there that I didn't see before. Does that make sense? Amen. But I had to make an effort. I had to, on purpose, meditate. And by the way, let me help you. This will really help you warriors out there. If you lay in bed, if you lay in bed and, and, and meditate on your problems, then get back out of bed and go find your Bible. They don't have room. They can't stay there together. Because the more you meditate on his word, the more you're going to realize how big God is and how small your problem is. I need a witness say Amen. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. I got a quick, real quick. Number three. What was number one? We, we, we utilize the scriptures by, how do we receive it? Read or listen. Read or listen, right? Read or listen. Number two, we utilize the scriptures by retaining it. How do we retain it? By meditating and memorizing. Meditate. Say it with me again. Meditating again. Now, let's, let's, let's say this. Meditate just means to think about. Say it with me. Just means to think about it. Just roll it over. Roll it over. Roll it over. Think about it. Think about it. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Right? All right. Number three. Number three. We, we, number one, we receive it. Number two, we retain it. Number three, here's a biggie. We rehearse it. We actually, I know this is, this is going to be a real novel idea, guys, but you actually go do what you learned. Some of you have this idea that church is a place where you can go and, and get hyped up or go be made to feel better. 
You don't look at it as a place to learn so I can go do what I just learned. But let me tell you what James says about it. James is kind of, he's kind of serious about this. I don't know if y'all studied the book of James or not, but he kind of gets, he's real blunt with everything. Have y'all noticed that? Watch what he says. James 1.22. But be ye, come on everybody, but be ye doers of the word and not, not hearers only. Because if you just hear it, but don't go do it, you're deceiving your own selves. You're tricking yourself. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway, what's that word? Forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a, a doer of the work. Not a hearer, but a doer. This man, what man? The doer shall be blessed in his deed. Now let me explain what that means. He says there's a man looking into a glass. All right? Now, now, all of us should have a mirror in the house. It's apparent some of us don't. (laughs) But we should all have one. I need a witness. Now what is the mirror? What is the mirror for? It is to inform us, inform us of the attention that we need. Do I have a witness? Amen. When you look into the mirror, have y'all ever noticed? Have y'all ever noticed that the mirror is never politically correct? The mirror is brutally honest. If if pretty's in front of it, it reveals pretty. If ugly's in front of it, it reveals ugly. I need a witness. Why y'all getting quiet on me? Hey, y'all know the old saying, beauty is skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. Beauty fades away, but ugly hangs on. Amen. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was losing something. Y'all had to get you back. Had to get you back. You go to the mirror and you look in that mirror and that mirror says, man, you looking like alfalfa. You better get you a comb. And then you don't address it. You don't address it. You don't fix the alfalfa spike. And you walk away, what, do you, what happens when you walk away and you don't address it? You forget. Don't ask me how I know that. Before, I used to go to Jack's every morning, get me a biscuit on the way to work. And, and, and one particular morning, and usually, uh, if it's serious, I got a funeral or something, I'll comb my hair. If it don't, I just throw a ball cap on. And I don't usually, you know how you got the bed head. Y'all know what I'm saying? You know, Phyllis Diller. Don King, whatever you want, you know, it's everywhere. It's scary. Say amen. Well, when you just throw that ball cap on, you you don't have to worry about that. All right? So usually I'm in the habit of just throwing the ball cap on and covering up all that scary stuff, right? Well, one day I forgot. I looked in the mirror, and I knew I needed attention. I either needed a comb or a ball cap. Well, I walked away because I meant to do it, and I forgot to do it, and I didn't think about it. So I got in my truck, and I showed up at Jack's drive-thru. It's good morning, ladies. And they went, oh. And I couldn't figure out why are they looking at me funny. Why are they looking at me funny? I and then I pulled out and I looked in the rearview mirror and son, I was everywhere. <laughs> what happened? I deceived myself. I looked in the mirror. The mirror told me what I needed to do, but I didn't do it. And I walked away and forgot it. And I stayed. Watch this now. Watch this. Everybody listen. I'm, I'm, listen. I stayed in the same condition I was when I looked at it the first time. You know why some of y'all are still in the condition you are? You've been coming here for months. Coming here for weeks, months, years. 
It's because you'll come in and listen. You'll look in the mirror and say, yep, I need to do something about that. And you'll walk out and you won't do it. And you wonder why you're still getting your teeth kicked in. You can't be a hearer of the word only. You have to be a doer. And by the way, you may tell you when to do it right away. You know when I should have combed my hair? The moment I looked into that mirror. If I'd have done it immediately, if I would address what it showed me immediately, it wouldn't have been an issue. Don't say when the scripture tells you something you need to address in your life, something you need to deal with, a sin you need to get out or a practice you need to start. Don't say I'm going to get around to it because you'll never do it. Address it immediately. Somebody say amen. The only way you're going to be able to utilize the power that's in this word is you've got to receive it, you've got to retain it, and you've got to rehearse it. You've got to go do it. Come on, everybody, say amen. amen. I'm over time, but I've got to give you this. There's two different things you need to see. You remember I said I'm very practical. I gave you a list on the back of your notes. We're talking about abiding in the scriptures to be able to utilize it. What did he say? If you will abide in me and my words abide in you. There's two types. There's two types that everybody needs to get. Number one, what kind? Come on, everybody. Hurry, hurry. I got to go. Everybody say it. Maintenance abiding. Maintenance abiding. That's basically this. That's basically this. That's your everyday devotional time. What if, what if Stephen hadn't spent time in the word leading up to the stoning event? What if he didn't know none of those scriptures at that point? He wouldn't have got no help from it. What's the point? You need a maintenance program. And that's just an that's just a, a easy way to say you need enough devotional time in your life where you're getting the word in you every day. Are y'all with me? That's not, that's not something specific. We'll get in that in just a minute. It's just the word getting in you. It's just the word getting in you. It's just the word getting in you. You may not need what you hear or read today, today. It may be six months down the road that what you read six months ago will come back to your mind and it'll be just what you need in the moment. Say amen. Amen. That's how powerful the word is. But there's a maintenance abiding. How do we do that? Choose a time. Choose a place. Have a Bible reading schedule. If you don't know how to do that, we'll do it for you. We'll help you with that. Share what you learn. That is huge. That is huge. When you start getting nuggets out of God's word, tell somebody. Say, let me show you what I I found in God's word today. Because if you start doing that, God will give you more. All right? That's big. That's big. Share what you learn. Share what you see. E. Everybody say it. Everybody say it. Now, I want you to be real honest. I, I need you to be real honest with me today. Okay? Real honest with me today. Everybody, can you be honest? You can't? Five seconds? Okay, how many of y'all be honest right quick? Okay, all right. Be honest with me now. Be honest with me because you're going to help your neighbor. How many of you have started a Bible reading program and say, I'm going to read through the Bible this year, and you started good and quit? I, have, I can't tell you how many times. Listen, if you trip up, don't give up. If you miss a couple of days, oh, my good, go right back. Start where you stop and keep on. Everybody say it. Say it again. Say it again. 
All right, that's the maintenance. That's what everybody needs to be doing every day. You need to get a little of the word in you every day. A little of the word in you every day. A little of the word in you every day. You may not need it today, but six months down the road, God's going to bring back what you read six months ago to help you in whatever you're facing that day. Say amen. Now, if you have a specific problem, there is strategic abiding. There's not only maintenance abiding, but strategic abiding. And it's all in your notes right there. You can pick them up in the, in the, in the foyers. Strategic abiding is where you have a specific problem. Okay? You have a specific problem. Well, you go to the Word and find what the Scripture says about your specific problem. Is everybody with me? Say amen. amen. And I gave you some illustrations. Uh, Brother Mick, will you hold up one of them papers right there? Hold up one of them papers. I gave you some illustrations. Just hold it up where they can see it. In your, just, this is just an illustration. These are just verses that we put together that says, okay, if you're having this, then this is the verses to go to. If you're struggling with this, this is the verses to go to. And by the way, you don't need this paper. Google it. All right, you, anybody can do that. But go to the Word, not, not, your, not your hairdresser, not your barber, not Aunt Lulu, not, not Uncle Henry. Uh, don't Go to the Word. And see what the word says about your issue, your problem. Watch this now. Now, th- now we're talking about strategic. If you've got a specific problem in your life you're struggling with, then you go to the word, find out what it says. Watch this now and memorize it. Memorize it. Read it over and 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 get it in here. Get it in here. So that when you're tempted with it, when you're struggling with it, when the devil comes and attacks you, you can do just what Jesus say and says, it is written. And you will, it will blow your mind, the power and ability you have to fight against your struggles when you use the word and not just say, help. Use it. Go to the word. Find out what it says about it. Memorize it and quote it. Quote it. All three times, Jesus said, it is written. And don't, don't think the devil don't know a little word too. He tried to quote a little bit, but he took it out of context. And so Jesus said, it is also written. But all three times, he quoted the word. Listen, don't go to war with the devil unarmed. If you want to be able to forgive, you got to be able to utilize the scriptures to do it. Now, everybody look at me. Put your notes down. Put your, put your papers down. Look at me real quick because I'm, oh, goodness gracious, we're way over time. I believe it's in Romans 12. Romans 10 or 12? I think it's 10. Be not conformed to this world. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Is that 10 or 12? 12? Okay. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifice. Hold, are y'all with me? Present your bodies... It said it's your reasonable service. Watch this now. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye. Say it with me. Be ye. By the the renewing of your mind. Now let me tell you how that works. You're flooding your mind with the word. The scriptures. You're abiding in them. You're reading them during the day and you're thinking about them during the night. And what happens is, is it starts renewing your mind. What does it mean to renew your mind? It starts to think, you start thinking like God thinks. Because see, this is God's mind on paper. Do you know that? And so the more the word you get in, the more you start thinking like he thinks. How many of y'all think God's worried about anything? 
God ain't worried about nothing. And guess what? When you renew your mind, guess who else ain't going to be worried about nothing? I, I saw the funniest story. I saw the funniest story. This, 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 this cop, they, 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 they pull over a granny and, and, and she gets out the car. And buddy, she's armed to the hilt. I mean, she's got a 44 Magnum. She's got, she's got a 38 in her, in her boot. And I mean, she's just armed to the teeth, two or three weapons on her. And they said, ma'am, what are you afraid of? She said, not a doggone thing. <laughs> That's the way I want you to be. I want you to walk out of this building and not be afraid of anything. Because you got the word. 